You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Hey, church family. Thanks for tuning in to our podcast. Listen, I want to remind everybody that we use our Church Life podcast as a way for us to stay connected during the week so that we remember that between Sundays, we are the body of Christ together. The opportunity we have to tune in to the same content, to learn some of the same things, to share some of the same stories, allows us mentally and emotionally to remember that we serve Jesus as a family at Carterville. Well, today's podcast, I'm going to take a pause from my Bible study sessions. I've been using the podcast to pass along Bible study skills, and I'm going to continue to do that. I have a few more lessons that I'm excited to be able to deliver, but today I want to pause and build on the sermon from Sunday. I want to offer you sort of a way to take one more step forward. On Sunday, we talked about one of the nine ways that we evaluate our discipleship with Jesus, and that is love. One of the focuses for us is, are you loving God and loving your neighbor? We don't want to be people who say we know God, but don't love him. We don't want to be just religious folks whose heart hasn't been changed. So on Sunday, I preached about love. Well, this morning, one of our church members sent me a text from their devotional reading. Uh, Keith Corley reached out and said, hey, man, I was thinking about your sermon. This is what I've been reading. And it just connected so well that I just wanted to sort of you know, give a shout out to Keith, but also wanted to just read this passage. So we were in Matthew's gospel and Luke's gospel and all over the place on Sunday morning. But today's reading is going to come from Matthew chapter 25, verse 31. So in, in this particular passage of scripture, Jesus is preparing uh, the disciples and the world for him to leave and what will we do while we wait on his return. And he teaches us to be faithful stewards, to be prepared, to be full of the Holy Spirit and ready for his return. But what should we be doing? And in Matthew chapter five, 25, verse 31 and following, he tells this parable of the sheep and the goats. And in this parable, he lets the church know how he wants us to be doing while he's gone. What kind of activities should we be up to? Uh, I'm going to read verse 31 and following. So for all of us who say we love Jesus, this is what he has in mind. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all his angels with him, he will sit on his glorious throne. All the nations will be gathered before him and he will separate the people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my Father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. I needed clothes and you clothed me. I was sick and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in, or needing clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and go visit you? The king will reply, Truly, I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. Then he will say to those on his left, 
Depart from me, you who are cursed into eternal fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me nothing to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, and you did not invite me in. I needed clothes, and you did not clothe me. I was sick and in prison, and you did not look after me. And they will also answer, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty, a stranger needing clothes or sick or in prison and did not help you? And he will reply, truly, I tell you, whatever you did not do for one of the least of these, you did not do for me. And then they will go away to eternal punishment, but the righteous to eternal life. So this parable packs a punch, but it also really embodies what we talked about on Sunday, that love does. It's not enough to say that we love God, that we love our neighbor. That kind of love has to produce some kind of action. That kind of love will take out the trash. That kind of love will sacrifice, forgive, go the extra mile, turn the other cheek. Well, in this this parable, that kind of love for Jesus would lead us to care for his people, that we would care for the sick, visit those in prison, that we would clothe those who need clothes, feed those who need food, that we would give drink to those who need drink. And what's amazing about this is as Jesus, the king of his kingdom, calculates this, he says that as you did it to one of my people, you've done it to me. So if I love Jesus and want to show him my affection, one way to do so is to show affection to his people, that I would, that I would act in love like the good Samaritan acted in love, that I would act in love as I'm commanded in 1 John 3.17 to act in love when I see someone of Jesus' people who needs my help, that I would extend that hand. And in fact, I'd press farther than that. And say that, you know, I don't, I don't even think we should have to stop often and say, hey, are you a Jesus person? Like, are you a believer? I honestly think that if we develop just a generic bent to be helpful and show love to God's people and love to strangers, uh, then you might see some people born into the kingdom becoming Jesus people, being saved because of that. But what blows me away is the back half of this parable, where some people who were religious and would have thought that they would be with God in heaven forever— where they look at Jesus and say, wait a minute, when did we not take care of you? Why are you casting us into, into hell, into eternal punishment? And the answer was because you never cared for my people. You didn't love my people. And I guess the implication here is that if you didn't love my people, you didn't really love me. It's easy for us to give lip service, to say that we love God, but our actions speak louder than our words, do we really? Are we demonstrating our love for Jesus through our love for his people with our actions, does love do anything for us? One thing that's pretty cool to me about this is just, I don't know if you caught this, but in the parable as Jesus was describing the place of eternal punishment, hell, uh, he says this was the place that was, that was really created for the devil and his angels, his demons, his fallen angels. It wasn't for people. People will wind up there, but it wasn't for them. I think that's powerful to think about. But what I want to What I want to end with today as you get ready to go about your day, or maybe you're wrapping up your day. Maybe you're in the pickup line, ready to go to school. Maybe you're exercising, put on your makeup. Maybe you're taking a walk. Maybe you're driving. As you wrap up this podcast, this is my simple, simple challenge. According to Jesus in Matthew 25, if you and I want to be good sons and daughters of the king, good stewards of his kingdom, we have to care for his people. Love does something. For everyone that said, you did nothing, you did nothing, you did nothing, you did not help, you did not help, you did not help. 
Those were not Jesus' people. Flip that around. There were others who were very surprised at how pleased Jesus was with them because they did. They did clothe him. They did give him food. They did give him drink. They did make time and space to care for people who belong to his kingdom. So like a good king, Jesus wants the citizens of his kingdom to be well cared for, well provided for, well defended, well loved. You and I, we have the opportunity to love Jesus and to do something as we love his people. So I want to thank Keith Corley for um, just kind of tuning in to that scripture passage and following up from the sermon with that. You know, Keith, that was a blessing for me to think about. And so I hope it was a blessing to somebody else. You should uh, take a few minutes to read all three parables in Matthew 25. They really are pretty eye-opening, pretty powerful, as you know that you're near the very end of the life of Jesus. And these are some of his last instructions for his disciples as they get prepared to spend this season of the church age waiting on the return of Jesus. I love you. God bless you. I cannot wait to worship Jesus with you on Sunday. 